0: I'm right brain Kurt, and I'm left brain Mike. We're old college debate teammates who disagree about pretty much everything as often as possible.
1: In each episode, we debate a question inspired by the week's events. Despite our disagreements, we're friends.
0: We respect each other, and we keep each other
1: honest. Getting to the heart of the debates that dominate contemporary discourse. This is right, right brain, brain, left
0: brain. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> lately uh no
1: (laughs) classic gets me every time I was so sure you were gonna say yes you spent so much time thinking about it welcome to right brain left brain the champagne of podcasts your favorite not safe for work debate podcast
0: A bit of fair warning, this podcast will offend all conservatives and all liberals. Mm, That's true.
1: (laughs) So if you're like my boring aunt who thinks it is improper to discuss politics, religion, money, or sex, you are in the wrong fucking place because that is all we do at right brain, left brain.
0: This week we debate the question, should the Biden administration shut down Guantanamo Bay?
1: So grab your nearest frenemy, socially distanced, of course, pull up a chair, and figuratively or literally crack an age-appropriate beverage. And speaking of beverages, this episode of Right Brain, Left Brain is brought to you by way of... Modelo Chiladas. Oh, and I've got a Lagavulin single malt scotch. Mm. So here's to civil discourse between uncivilized people. Cheers. Cheers. So, hey, thank you so much to our listeners who all waited patiently for new episodes and who listened to a lot of our older episodes while we've been waiting out this damn liberal hoax pandemic.
0: And to our Patreon subscribers for putting up with all of our bullshit for all these months. Uh, We've mostly not charged you, but (laughs) (laughs) –
1: couple times couple times it slipped through I, if you haven't quit yet it's your fault uh, the refunds are in the mail <laughs> <laughs> so, so where have we been where's the show been well like outcast we did not actually break up but unlike outcast we did not produce a timeless two volume hip hop album we mostly just ate donuts for the last year
0: yes and drank by ourselves at home alone Sure. (laughs) Uh, We couldn't get together to record during the pandemic for at least the last few months of it and trying to produce a show about the importance of face-to-face discussion remotely. That shit fucking sucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But now we are both fully dosed with vaccine nanobots. So it is game on. So what's been going on with us?
0: Well, uh, as I've hinted at, uh, I've been getting a lot fatter. My hair is longer too.
1: Your hair is really long. It's crazy. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, you know, donuts are good. That's true for me as well. Uh, What's been going on with us politically?
0: Well, in a year without much in-person discourse at all, uh, I've only been on the receiving end of non-civil cross-political discourse over the phone, text message, and online. And uh, at this point, uh, I've run out of cheeks to turn and I'm no longer incentivized towards any standard of civility that isn't offered to me.
1: You're going to find no civility here, you half-witted, scruffy-looking nerfer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as for me, I have really tried to avoid political media since the election, since most political coverage on all sides makes me feel physically ill. I try to keep up with print news, but I avoid partisan analytics like the plague because, you know, I think partisanship is always bad for everyone. That hasn't really changed.
0: Yeah, the pandemic uh, has definitely changed the way I consume news, especially as the news abandons any last pretense of nonpartisanship and objectivity.
1: I'll say here's to that observation, which is objective. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyways, what's going
1: on in the world? Well – Derek Chauvin's trial has concluded, and he was found guilty on all three counts in the death of George Floyd, which, of course, I, left-brain Mike, am happy about. Right-brain Kurt, not as much.
0: Yeah, it was a total miscarriage of justice, but because I'm a conservative, I'll skip targeting innocent people in homes and businesses and limit my writing exclusively to government
1: buildings. (laughs) (laughs) Like any good conservative. (laughs) Yes. The American COVID vaccine effort is ongoing with over 130 million Americans jabbed so far and 85 million fully vaccinated as of recording. Or as
0: Alex Jones would quantify the numbers, that's 130 million tracking devices all faithfully reporting our masturbating habits back to Bill Gates.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Joe Biden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Old fucking Biden's been wilding the fuck out, man. He's Mm. issued 40 executive orders as of this recording and – Fucking, he's
1: got more to come, I'm sure. You know, run, juice, run. That's what I say. Run, (laughs) juice, run.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck that ballot-stuffing coup-installed tyrant and his blatantly unconstitutional executive orders.
1: (laughs) But I'll save the rest of my bitter anger for the rest of today's debate. Mm, speaking of executive orders and bitter anger, in other news, 24 U.S. Senate Democrats have sent a letter to President Biden demanding that he issue another order <laughs> to shut down the detainee camp at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, which brings us to this week's topic.
0: The United States prison camp with a Caribbean view, mm. U.S. detention center, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba.
1: So what's up with it?
0: Well, the U.S. leased a chunk of Cuban land called Guantanamo Bay from the Cuban government in 1903, which would have been around the time that Joe Biden was 10 years old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the lease has continued on ever since. The U.S. used the base for a variety of purposes over the decades Then 9-11 happened on, of all the possible dates, September 11th, 2001. Too soon, too soon. I just want to say that I didn't write that joke. That joke was written by Right Brain Kurt. In response, the U.S. launched the, quote, War on Terror, a new forever war featuring a variety of military and covert clandestine campaigns across the globe.
0: The attacks were perpetrated by al-Qaeda and their leader, Osama bin Laden, from their headquarters in Afghanistan. Prior to and in the early years of the Afghan war, the U.S. government paid bounties to foreign governments to round up suspected al-Qaeda members for delivery to the United States government. Most of this action happened in Afghanistan and Pakistan, where al-Qaeda was keen to train recruits. Hundreds of suspects were taken into custody.
1: With a strong motivation to gather intelligence about any future attacks from these prisoners and no legal way to hold them indefinitely on U.S. soil, the W, George W. Bush administration, set aside part of the U.S. base camp at Guantanamo for a detention camp, or prison, as some call it. This was in January of 2002. The camp was hastily constructed in 96 hours and was intended to be a temporary facility at the time, much like the portables at my high school. (laughs) (laughs) Which are still standing 20 (laughs) years later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And since the construction of this military prison in Guantanamo Bay, or Gitmo as it's commonly called. Uh, Gitmo. 780 men and some boys have been detained there at the cost of about $6 billion and counting.
1: Over the years, most detainees at Guantanamo have been remanded to the custody of their countries of origin, a few have died unsuspiciously, a few have died quite suspiciously, (laughs) a small handful have been charged and convicted, and dozens have been simply released overseas without charges.
0: As of today, the detainee population at Gitmo sits at a neat 40 And there are no new vacancies.
1: (laughs) No new vacancies. So what's up with closing GetMo? Well, Obama ordered it closed back in 2009, but he quietly let that one go as closing GetMo proved more difficult and politically costly than he anticipated. Donald Trump was all about GetMo, even calling for more detainees to go there. And now that
0: Biden is in the Oval Office, pressures are mounting for him to finally shutter the tropical paradise (laughs) with 24 Senate Democrats, as we mentioned earlier, publicly delivering a letter making just such a demand, echoing years of international pressure.
1: So the world wants us to close Gitmo, but how do the American people feel about it? Well, we don't have any recent polling data quite yet, although some is bound to come out in coming days. But as of February 2016, the last year of the Obama presidency, a slight majority of Americans, 56%, opposed closing Gitmo, while about 40% want it bulldozed. So what's
0: the general dividing line? Well, duh, it's partisan. Most Gitmo fans are conservative and most Khalid Sheikh Mohammed fans are liberals.
1: (laughs) Way to pull out the name of the 9-11 mastermind and pin it on the libs. You had a poster of him on your wall when you were a boy. (laughs) Yeah, that was in the 80s when Al-Qaeda was our friends. Anyway, people on the left say (laughs) Gitmo is inhumane, dangerous, costly, and at least sometimes downright evil.
0: And people on the right say that Gitmo is perfectly lawful and humane. It keeps us safe. And fuck the pieces of shit that we've locked up there. That's where they belong. <sighs> oh,
1: God. Well, that brings us to our resolution question for this week. Should the United States shut down the detention center at Guantanamo Bay? On the left, I left brain mic say, fuck yeah, it is high time we shut that shit down.
0: On the right, I say that it's wrong to shut down Guantanamo Bay because the inmates detained there are mostly there for just reasons and releasing them poses a danger to society.
1: LOL, mostly. (laughs) All right, well, let's talk about it. First, a toast. Here's to due process.
0: To due process. (coughs) Summarily shooting terrorists in the head. Oh, God. With no
1: trauma. Fucking right brain Eddie Gallagher over here.
0: (laughs) By the way, you might want to listen to our Eddie Gallagher verdict episode.
1: It's a related topic. It is. Very pertinent. It is actually quite pertinent. So... Let's do a thought experiment. You're chilling. Someone from a country 10,000 miles away where you have never set foot determines that you might have information that they want. You're out in public or maybe at your house and you're taken into police custody, eventually being transferred to a maximum security prison in a foreign country. Years go by and you are never charged with a crime. You are denied access to a lawyer. Decades go by. You are sleep deprived, isolated, terrorized, tortured, denied visitors, denied due process, denied even a trial for years on end. That is what hundreds of men and boys went through with Guantanamo Bay. Some of them were bad guys. But not all of them, in fact, not even most of them, not even close to most of them. Conditions at Gitmo have been so bad that more than a hundred detainees at once went on a hunger strike. Mm-hmm. Dozens of Guantanamo detainees were admittedly, wrongfully detained, and admitted by the U.S. State Department, some enduring years of torture during their stay. Their recourse after years of torture and detainment no recourse. And as an aside, at least 23 Gitmo detainees were children. Not to mention the straight murders that were covered up. Check out Harper Magazine's The Guantanamo Suicides for more on how they were Epsteining folks at Gitmo long before Epstein got Epsteined.
0: If that's all that it takes for you to admit that Epstein was murdered, I think we can skip ahead to Common Ground already. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, before we skip ahead to common ground, let me talk a little bit about United States hypocrisy, one of my favorite topics. As long as the United States does bad guy shit, we are not good guys. Beyond that, giving yourself license to kidnap literally anyone you want from foreign soil and deny them not only the presumption of innocence, but even a chance to prove their innocence for years on end, that is easily Bad guy shit. Have you not seen
0: the show 24?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And remember, most of these men and boys had never done anything wrong when they were kidnapped. That's according to the United States State Department. Let's explore those numbers. According to those official government records, 55% of Gitmo detainees were never determined to have committed any hostile acts against the United States or its coalition allies. 55%. Only 8% of detainees were deemed, quote, fighters for targeted groups, including Al Qaeda. Only 30% of Gitmo detainees were ever considered even members of such groups. A large majority, 60% of detainees, were detained merely because they were, quote, associated with terrorist organizations, namely Al Qaeda and our current peace partners, the Taliban. Al Qaeda, you ask? Not that Afghani group who the United States trained and supplied to help defeat the Soviets in the 1980s, none other. But we funded, armed, and trained them. Aren't they our allies? No, son. They're all terrorists. Try to keep up. (laughs) So Al-Qaeda members in Afghanistan were our buddies right up until they were terrorists, even when most of them, according to our State Department, had no ill will at all toward the United States. Got it. Oh, and hey, speaking of hypocrisy, guess who also had a showing in Guantanamo? Kurt's token persecuted minority du jour, the Uyghurs, 28 of them, in fact. Most said that they were training in Afghanistan to resist Chinese occupation when they were kidnapped and sent to Guantanamo. Does that sound familiar? Oof. Here's what I think we should do about Guantanamo Bay. Seems pretty straightforward to me. You can tell me if it's wrong, Kurt. We it's should wrong. try it. <laughs> We should transfer whichever prisoners we do not want to charge to the countries from whence they hail. We should charge the rest and transfer them to domestic prisons to await trial. We should then close Guantanamo all the way down and rendition any torture at secret black sites like any self-respecting first world country pretending to be respectable would do all right <laughs> <laughs> i knew you'd like that last bit <laughs> at the end of the day guantanamo sucks and we have plenty of suck to spare in the united states without it it is long past time to laser that mole
0: well on that note i say we toast all right to so what to justice for terrorists <laughs>
1: Justice.
0: I mean, justice, and by justice, I mean summary execution. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Maybe you have a different definition of justice. (laughs) You know, as a side note, it's got to be pretty depressing to be a dedicated jihadist after all these decades wanting to destroy America. And then you look at America destroying itself right now, and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with my life? (laughs) Who am I supposed to blow up now?
1: It's like, dang, bro, leave something for the rest of us.
0: So here's my first point. Gitmo does not violate human rights or cross moral lines. Uh, Some inmates prior to going to Gitmo were in CIA black sites prior, not all of them. But the alternative would be either releasing these inmates to CIA black sites or to prisons in third-world countries. And there's definitely more severe human rights hazards or efficacy issues, whichever one of those avenues one might go to as an alternative to Guantanamo Bay. Standards at Guantanamo Bay are as humane as any other U.S. prison, pretty much. The root of all this is mostly bourgeois complaints from inmates desperate to lash out at the system in any way possible, just like how in the mainland U.S. Prisons have had prisoners who sued the government for serving their ice cream melted and all kinds of anything that they can think of to allege, you know, wrongdoing and strike back at the system, whether or not it's true, whether or not it's really, you know, contextually speaking, fair or accurate.
1: Ice cream melted? Unforgivable.
0: Yes. Well, John Stossel told me about it, so I'm sure it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, many on the left would love for you, dear listener, to believe that Gitmo is legal or wrong, but that's not true. It's why there's no consistent law cited for making Gitmo illegal or unconstitutional. In fact, uh, the courts have not ordered the closure of Gitmo when the question has been pressed, including at the federal appellate level as recently as 2020. Guantanamo Bay is just a generic target that the enemies of the United States focus on. And if they didn't focus on Guantanamo, they'd focus on some other detention, part of the detention regime or another, they'd go after wherever we put the inmates instead. Like, there's no other place that we can put these inmates that we wouldn't deal with the same criticisms no matter what actually happens there. The framework offered to reject Gitmo is consistently that this is against the Geneva Conventions, but terrorist groups aren't part of the Geneva Conventions, and the Geneva Conventions are where we get all these ideas of how we're supposed to treat enemy combatants in a declared war. But Parties bound to the Geneva Conventions have to do things like wear uniforms and not deliberately target civilian office buildings with thousands of people in them, like 9-11, right? So the enemy combatants swept up in this war belong there, and there's no better place for them. Let's take a minute to talk about who's who at Gitmo. Uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who we mentioned previously, was the mastermind of 9-11. He came up with the idea, but he also came up with like a lot of the, log- the logistical frameworks and other necessary support structures for 9-11. Abdullah Saleh Ali Al- Ajmi, who was an active terrorist before his detention and was released from Gitmo in 2008, who immediately turned around and committed a suicide bombing after release, killing seven innocent people. Mohammed al Qatani, who had been a third-string backup hijacker for the 9-11 attacks, essentially. Abdullah Mishud, uh, who was a Taliban leader before he went to Gitmo, and then, surprise, surprise, he returned to Taliban leadership after his release from Gitmo. We can't let the mastermind of 9-11 or any of these other terrorists we've caught with blood on their hands go free to attack other innocent people. Prison Prisoners of war have never met the same legal standards as those arrested by domestic law enforcement inside the United States. And that's why this fallacious comparison of, you know, prisons in our country or in other developed countries is doesn't apply, and, and all of these criticisms that Mike and the left have are based on that framework. These inmates murdered people, including Americans, and the Constitution isn't something that they can hide behind because it doesn't apply to non-citizen enemy combatants waging war with us outside of our borders. The truth is, Gitmo isn't fun or nice because prison... News slash liberals is not fun or nice, but it is legitimate and it is necessary for the interests of global security. It's also necessary for the interests of justice. It is not right that the mastermind of 9 11 go free because he did his plotting in a lawless theocracy where terrorist attacks aren't illegal. The logic cross applies to all the other inmates. One false imprisonment does not justify letting all the prisoners go free at Gitmo or in any other prison system in the world, even the most humane, liberal loved. Correctional systems will have false conviction. The logic that we should let get more prisoners free because of one or two uh, possibly innocent inmates would also see no prisoners kept anywhere in the world by any country. It's it's a ridiculous idea. It's fallacious, and it doesn't stand up to logical scrutiny.
1: All right, you son of a bitch. I hear what you're saying. Sorry I called your mom a bitch. She's actually quite nice. Yes. I'd like to point out that your mom also has good politics. God, dude. So, before my rebuttal here's to Kurt's mom, savage. So, I have a couple of bones to pick with old right brain Kurt here. First, Kurt makes this what we call a boogeyman argument about releasing terrorists. He's like, if you close Guantanamo, you're going to release all the terrorists. But his argument resides squarely on a logical fallacy called the false dilemma. I say we should close GetMo, and Kurt then says, we mustn't let Khaled Sheikh Mohammed go free. That's a false dilemma. If McDonald's is closed, that doesn't mean I skip lunch or never eat again. It means I find a Wendy's, which if I really think about it is more delicious anyway, because they have Frosties. Likewise, if Gitmo closes, it doesn't mean that the detainees in Gitmo go free. It means that they are remanded to the custody of other authorities, which if we think about it, was always the better option. Further, I think everybody who truly had anything to do with 9-11 should face justice. And that is yet another reason why I oppose Gitmo.
0: So what you're saying about your lunch choices is that no matter which place you go to, you're getting diarrhea.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I say, I think that everyone who had anything to do with 9-11 should face justice. And that's a reason that I oppose Gitmo. Here's what I mean. And let's talk about Khalid Sheikh Mohammed a little bit more. So this guy was is widely thought to be the 9-11 mastermind. I think it's fair to say that he was. So Khalid Sheikh Mohammed could very well evade justice if we were to try him because we fucking tortured him at Guantanamo and the United States federal government has admitted that we tortured Khalid Sheikh Mohammed at Guantanamo. In fact, it was his torture that made them change the rules several years ago as to the types of interrogation techniques that they could use because they determined that they had been torturing inmates, particularly this guy. So because we tortured him at Guantanamo, if we were to try him now, that history of years of illegal torture would complicate his trial and risk that he would go free. Who'd have thunk it that years of illegal torture might complicate your trial? Kurt says, furthermore, that Gitmo is nice. It's a nice prison. Specifically, he says that the standards there are as humane as any other prison. Ugh, Too bad about that well-known prison crisis where inmates are treated inhumanely all across the country, not to mention overcrowding. Hey, Getmo is no shittier than any other U.S. prison, says Kurt. Yeah, that's just not going to be a strong argument for you. And the actual important distinction here is that domestic prisoners get due process and Getmo detainees do not. It's also important to distinguish that in the United States, on our soil, it is illegal to torture people, whereas at Getmo, as Kurt mentioned, it is not. Because according to Kurt, not only terrorists... But anyone that the administration deems a terror suspect is not subject to the Geneva Conventions. Their life is forfeit and they can be tortured, according to Kurt. I'd say that that's a pretty big difference, even if the pillows between Guantanamo and regular American prisons are just as uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm just
0: imagining someone going, you know, like who's been to both prisons going, man, just the pillows, man. You don't know. Guantanamo had the best pillows.
1: He's like, he's like, strip me naked, piss on the Quran, and force feed me up my ass, but I miss that Guantanamo pillow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's
0: how he That's dark. That's how that's how the terrorists created their viable alternative to Mike Lindell's My (laughs) Pillow. It's called Gitmo Pillow.
1: Mo Pillow. Mo Pillow. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, so what do you think? Did I change your mind with that rebuttal?
0: Uh, No, that rebuttal was shit. So that rebuttal was shit. And the reason why Mm -hmm. is because, as I've stated earlier, and you've not really articulated as well as you think you have, Mm. better alternatives to Guantanamo Bay don't exist. We can't ship these people to the United States for trial. One, because domestic facilities are far less secure. Even the most high-profile prisons have had breakouts. Even in Supermax facilities, there's been breakouts.
1: You've been watching too much Nicolas Cage, man.
0: (laughs) Okay, first of all, Con Air is a documentary, Mike. (laughs) But all jokes aside, Google it. Prison breakouts happen all the time. And yes, they've even happened from our most secure Supermax facilities, even if it is obviously less common, Right? That still happened. And then people, when they break out of these prisons, they do go and kill people. And when they break out of prisons in the United States as regular domestic criminals, all they want to do is get the fuck away. But if you're Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and you break out of a prison in the United States, he's not trying to get away. He's trying to fucking bring that jihad home to us and be like, thanks for the ticket to the jihad, assholes. This is a stupid fucking idea.
1: Well, I never said that we should transfer anybody to U.S. prisons unless they're awaiting trial. I said that, I mean, there's only 40 of them left, first of all. All but seven. Detainees out of 780 total have been remanded back overseas to the custody of the countries from which they came. And that's more or less what I'm advocating that we do. If, if we're not going to actually have a military trial for these remaining dudes, then let's fucking, what are we going to do? We're going to keep them for the rest of their lives at Guantanamo? Like it just, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like we can either set up the framework to try them and have the trials or we need to remand them to the custody of the places they came from. I'm not saying send them to fucking Rikers Island.
0: Right, but there's a reason why when the Obama administration wanted to close Gitmo the very first thing it did in that effort was try to hold trials in the United States. And that's because there's no other countries that want to take these people either. Like the, every argument about uh, sending people, uh, closing Gitmo assumes that there's some place that wants to take them. And so far, like the places that have taken them have not been happy enough. And then like, on, it also has to be on a case by case basis, right?
1: Like- That's true. We usually but, like pay other countries to take the Gitmo guys.
0: Right. And and so far, like part of the reason why the people who are still at Gitmo are there is because, you know, right? Like they've accepted some of them, but the ones that are still there are have been shopped around, (laughs) you know, to see if they wanted to take this guy or that guy. And at least some of the guys that are still there, it's because nobody in the world will take them. You know, and I do think it's worth examining the issue of the United States, because that's one of the things that the Obama administration thought we should do instead of, you know, shipping them to other countries. And again, when the Obama administration tried to ship them to the United States, every state government official and every warden in America refused to allow them into their facilities. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, look, they're not domestic legal convicts, and they're also not legal convicts of these countries that we might theoretically ship them to. Um, Uh, They're not fit for domestic prisons in the United States or anywhere. That's because part of it is, again, there's no law that we can apply them to because they're captured in a war and prisons basically exist for people caught under legal frameworks and not international wars.
1: I mean that clearly poses a problem when the vast majority of those detainees have been eventually proven to just be innocent. And released. Like, you can see the fucking problem when you're explaining that there's no legal framework for dealing with uh, these folks anywhere in the world. And simultaneously... Literally, they can just pick anyone up from another country and stick them in one of these sites. Like that's clearly a conflict of of uh, interest there if you care about human rights.
0: Well, and first all. of all, we're not taking more people into Gitmo and I just, just to push back on that. No, no, uh, that's true. I don't true. think that's, that's necessarily what you that's were good. arguing, but you, you are arguing a theoretical no. thing that does have merit. just want to make sure that we're clear yeah. on that. Yeah. And then to push back on that. So the State Department, according to your own numbers, did not determine that they were innocent. It just determined that they were merely affiliated with Al-Qaeda, rather than being truly innocent for the most part. There was a few few where they admitted that they didn't have evidence of guilt, which is not the same thing.
1: Just like I'm affiliated with you.
0: Right. Or like how certain people were affiliated with the Nazi party in the 1930s. Like Al-Qaeda was already an infamous terrorist group for decades that had killed a lot of people before 9-11. So it's not like you can just be like, oh, I was like, you know, the top uh, sales guy where Al-Qaeda was stationed. Or like, you know what I
1: mean? Like the top auto sales guy, right? Like- Every citizen of Germany would have been affiliated with the Nazi no in the 1930s. That, that's not
0: you're, you're being dishonest in the, in the inter- interpretation because if you go on a case-by-case basis like these people who we've taken in are not, just like citizens of Germany. These are people who had some sort of affiliation or involvement with Al-Qaeda. Yeah,
1: like one of them had like a cousin who was Al-Qaeda. One of them had undergone training years back.
0: Look, just just to make a point before this this wraps up, cross-apply cross my argument about prison not being nice and that most of the extreme allegations of abuse in the prison system can be proven as false allegations or unprovable allegations made by inmates trying to strike back at the system in any way that they can. You know, there's not really like a lot of bona fide torture allegations. It's all about things that are, you know, is this torture or is this enhanced interrogation things like waterboarding stress positions uh, force feeding for inmates on hunger strikes like from you know and these are mostly from inmates who weren't cooperating anyway right like not every inmate had to face these and for every time right this isn't like they were taking raking people over a fucking like bed of hot coals right or fucking flaying them with fucking hot knives you know what I mean like it wasn't it, the
1: worst possible imaginable torture That's It didn't. A good point it,
0: it, it didn't like none of this stuff left like enduring physical damage right like it was you know, not fun. But again, prison is not fun. Right. And, you know, these inmates did have access to lawyers, which is how we know about their disputed complaints, because these you know lawyers were in contact with the media. There is no such thing as a, a Gitmo detainee who has his story in the news that didn't have his lawyer tell that story to a journalist.
1: Right. Yeah, they couldn't meet with them in person, but they could write letters and sealed envelopes and send them out. Right. So they did have they did have ability to communicate,
0: right? And they did have (laughs) access to legal. Now, was it like the frameworks are what they were, right? Because this is also a super secure facility, and not everything is accessible to the public. But you know, for almost every allegation of abuse, there's uh, defense something where you know, there's a greater picture. And in fact, that's how a lot of these people got released is for their lawyers lobbying and appealing to these commissions uh, that were governing the inmates and letting them go when the case was genuinely not made. So while it's true that they didn't have the same kind of legal framework that you have if you're accused of a crime inside the United States, there was some sort of legal framework for determining guilt or innocence and for giving people
1: access to lawyers to determine whether or not they should be let go or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't i don't even contest that, it, that a framework... Exists. I'm saying that the framework is fucked up. Like if you prove your innocence in 2005, get cleared for release in 2008 and then are released in 2015, that's a fucked up legal framework even though technically it quote unquote worked for that one Gitmo detainee who never committed a crime but was interned for 13 years. So all I'm saying – and and the same standard applies to things like torture. Like you can be like, well, it's not – is it really torture if it's just waterboarding or like being folded up and then nailed into a, a wooden box? Like, OK, you say it's not torture. I don't know. But I know that there's a reason they're doing it in Cuba because in the United States, it's obviously torture.
0: Well, first of all, everything you just described is what Marines do to each other for fun. <laughs> and second of all <laughs> – Second of all <sighs> – I would say that your timelines that you noted of you know proving the innocence in two thousand five, cleared for release in two thousand eight, and actually re- set free in twenty fifteen, if you look at the Western legal systems, that's actually not as far away from what it's like in our systems because just because you can bring something up in a court doesn't mean that you get set it free automatically.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Our, our domestic legal system is is not not awesome. Either,
0: well, but. and and what looks like not awesome or not good to outsiders is is based on one version of the story, but right. Like, but every appeals process has to have a process and processes take time. Um, I also want to push back on the allegation of it being children because liberals love to uh, especially manipulate people with like false uh, or misleading stories of children in detention. Uh, So in all the countries where these people were apprehended from, 16 and older, uh, is the age of majority in adulthood. And, uh, it's certainly the age of a lot of child soldiers. Right. And so well, a child shit, soldier if they can hold
1: stools. a gun, then we have every right to shoot them.
0: Right. And, and I mean, well, I mean like, especially when it's, <laughs> when it's kill or be killed. Right. Because I would ra- like, yeah, but it's not though
1: because it, it, they're detainees, but that's the thing is that
0: these people are violent and, and the, and but the th- most of them aren't though. As we know. Well, actually, most of them are,
1: as we know. No, right? but like, as the State Department said, 60% were never violent.
0: Right. But then they said that a lot of these, all these people who were nonviolent, w- you know, would, would be no threat. And then many of them went out to commit crimes again. Many of them went out a, to be suicide a very small bombers. Minority of many them. of them went out to be je- battlefield jihadists. And those Some are did. the ones that we know because a lot of these people just disappear and then we never hear from them again. So if a guy disappears and then. Well, knock on wood, we never hear from them again. <laughs> But no, if a guy if a guy if a guy guy gets released from Gitmo and then he disappears, you don't know if he went to go be a farmer quietly or if he was incinerated uh in an air raid on a battlefield. Right? Or Lock if he's still wood, if he's still hiding out. in a cave complex
1: today. Um Yeah. All we know is that we didn't have enough to charge him and then we released him, and hopefully he's not gonna go and commit any crimes, just like the way it should be with every other person who's suspected of a crime.
0: I mean, where I'm coming from on this is that, you know. A lot of these things sound bad if you take them entirely out of context, but when you put this in the context that these are enemy combatants in a war where we have no place to put them, and at best, all you can determine is that they were almost all of them associated with Al-Qaeda, which was had been a violent terrorist group for decades. In fact, you and I debated about how long it's been a violent terrorist group. And you argued that they've been a violent terrorist group for longer than I said that they were, right? Like there is no— Well,
1: a violent militia. I mean terrorist is in the eye of the beholder, right?
0: Al-Qaeda wasn't a peace and flowers group, dude. They've always been a violent terrorist group by any definition. Terrorism is really just this. Terrorism is the threat of violence against society and government if you don't get your political change if you want it. And using that violence in that effort to forward your agenda, right? That's what terrorism is, and it's bullshit that people try to act like it's anything else because it's very simple.
1: Well, if they made the threat or they did the violence, fucking charge them. And if they didn't, then fucking. But
0: how do you charge them if if it's not illegal in the country that they did it and executed it, right? And it's also not illegal here. it is illegal here, and and the thing is, bring them here and charge. You can't charge somebody who's overseas that hasn't done the crime on U.S. soil. Exactly
1: right. right. That's probably why the AUMF was fucked up to begin with, which I think brings us to common ground.
0: I think that there's something we could say about that.
1: Here's to fucking common ground.
0: Well, one thing I want to say in common ground is that uh, I'm not losing sleep over the fact that we've been slowly dwindling the number of war on terror get mode detainees, um, which seems to match what we've discussed about the public opinion polling. There's It's always been a small minority of people who had their panties in a bunch. Either way. At this point, it's becoming less and less relevant with time. It's down to 40 motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> and I got to say, fuck, as much as I hate the federal government right now, I've got a pretty good shot at sharing a cell with KSM.
1: So oh, man. You're going to get me fucking gitmo dude. Because <laughs> I clearly associate You're affiliated. with you. I clearly am affiliated with you.
0: You're affiliated with the owl right brain,
1: left brain network.
0: <laughs> and, and, and genuinely, the worst thing about Gitmo, as with any prison, is that some detainees really are wrongfully detained. Uh, And that makes their individual experiences really undeserved. I would be wrong to give you the impression that Gitmo had no wrongful detainees. That's not my argument, especially when you get into the nitty gritty details of each individual person. It's only claims by people who have incentives to make claims and you know, evidence that is pretty damning as far as their association, but there's still always going to be wrongful detainees. And so there's definitely some at Gitmo and some that have been proven by every metric, every metric to just have been in the wrong place and wrong time or to be dubiously set up.
1: Okay. I'll take that. And I have a little bit myself. So number one, I mean, obviously some of the dudes in Gitmo were bad dudes and Some of the people who are still there clearly are bad dudes. Some that were released as not provably bad dudes were later captured or killed while doing bad dude terrorist shit. And I'm happy to acknowledge that. Even though I believe that that's a small minority of the large majority of people who were eventually released from GetMo, it still is a thing. Number two, we are down to 40 detainees and... We've been there for a while out of 780 originals, and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed ain't the only dude in there who is probably a pretty bad hombre. Uh, it's not a reason to keep Gitmo open, but I certainly don't love the idea of you know KSM walking free right? I mean, in my mind, we probably shouldn't have fucking tortured him to undermine our case against him. But that being said, it's still like, it gives me pause. Would I just close Gitmo and let Khalid Sheikh Mohammed go free? Or would I say, eh, there's only 40 guys in there and I guess we trust the government that they're bad guys. That's kind of a hard determination for me to make knowing some of the people who are still there are real fucking turds. So that being said, what can you and I agree on when it comes to Gitmo, Kurt?
0: Uh, I think we can agree that the fact that Congress would either be either lazy or just cowardly by issuing, you know, authorizations for use of military force, also known as AUMFs, instead of declared war with explicit legal frameworks on what you do with captured combatants and how you either honor their detention when they're detained or not, right? Like that creates the legal limbo that puts people into Gitmo indefinitely.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, we need, I I think that, I don't know if we fully agreed this far, but I would say that if your legal framework just allows you to straight outlaw people because someone decided they should be outlawed, like that's probably not the ideal legal framework. What else? Gitmo is not an unsolvable problem. I think we can agree on that. We've had 17 years since 2002 to create a process framework for Gitmo detainees, and we have not done so because there just hasn't been the motivation to do it. The problem is more a lack of political will, as Kurt said, by everyone in power to do the work of realistically discussing and kind of compromising on what we do to mitigate the concern, the the sort of balancing concerns related to Guantanamo Bay and black sites uh, in general. And the right and the left in politics refuse to talk earnestly or make a deal on anything like that. So the status quo persists. And that's why right brain, left brain exists. Word. So thanks for listening. Share, review,
0: and like us wherever you find podcasts or podcast singular, as the script says. (laughs)
1: Find us as RBLB Pod on adult friend finder or, you know, wherever you social media. So until next week.
0: Uh, If you're in Afghanistan... Just don't talk to anybody from Al-Qaeda. Uh, <laughs> don't sell Groupons in Waziristan either. You know, that group discount, I know, but could, could be the wrong group.
1: Yeah, we recommend, in general, just don't be in that whole, that whole Afghanistan, Waziristan region, especially in the early 2000s. It just was not the place to be.
0: Yeah, and then also, rectal force feedings are not as kinky or fun as it might sound.
1: <laughs> as it turns out, I... Uh, <laughs> knock on wood I have no experience in the matter goodbye